Today, we dive deeper than ever before. I answer a lot of your questions about where I've been, what I've been up to, why the change of attitude. You see, this is probably the hardest podcast I'll ever have to release, but it will release me and it will hopefully release you. Let's deep dive. I leave you. Now, I would like to say that I'm in the same space that I was with the last season so I can be the type of consistent podcaster that most people like, but I'd be lying to you if I said that. I am in a whole new different space in my life as a person, as a woman, as a podcaster. <sighs> And I couldn't be happier. So as I welcome you on this journey yet again, I promise you honesty. I promise you entertainment. I promise you great stories. I promise you inspiration. But first, I have to bring you up to speed on what's been going on with me. The last time we recorded Deep Dive with Vanessa Day, you might not know it, but we had actually held on to the content for quite some time and only released it several months after we recorded it. And I gotta thank my amazing producer, Amanda, who made this possible. Really, really. Because podcasting was a new concept for me. I'd never done it before. It was something that my team thought I'd be great at as an on-air personality once upon a time. So when we recorded our season one, I have to tell you, I was dying inside. I'm going to try and be not so emotional, but it is my truth. You see, I am a world-renowned entertainer. And I've had a fantastic journey. It's a few days to my 32nd birthday and I've had an amazing life. But I'd be lying to you if I told you that I was living my truth. I, I would lie to you if I said that everything you saw was what it was. I struggled tremendously with personal issues. And I'm so happy that I faced them. And I'm so happy that I'm here on the other side to tell you my story. So lean in a little closer and let me take you on a little journey. I'm going to try and dry my tears so we can talk through this. <laughs> in 2007, I won an amazing contest, MTV VJ Search. My dad had died a few months prior. My mother was a struggling single Single parent, single mother. I don't think you called her a single parent at that point, point, but she was a widow who had several kids that she had to take through school. And I, I think you all know this story if you followed up on my life a little bit. What I knew was the opportunity was a life changing opportunity for me. So I jumped into it, guns blazing. I was so excited that I had won a continental search to be the face of MTV, the very first one from my country. And 
as much as I had never imagined a future in broadcasting, I had definitely dreamt it as a young woman who grew up watching TRL and 106 and Park and part of the urban culture. We all watched our favorite music videos being counted down by these cool on-air personalities. And I thought that would be a great job. So it was my moment. I won that. And I was very happy. Not only that, it was a ticket out of my situation at the time. I hated the degree I was studying, but I had to do it because it was my father's dream and I wanted to fulfill something for him. So I did it and I went through that. Now, let me tell you what I thought this journey as an on-air broadcaster, on-air personality would be. I thought it would be glitz and glam and travel and money and luxury and everything that you desired or thought you understood about being an on-air personality and being front and center on the most popular TV show and on one of the most popular television networks in the world. It was absolutely the contrary. I moved into that space knowing the industry as one thing and quickly discovered it to be a whole different monster. The entertainment industry is everything you want it to be because they sell it as it should seem. But in the background, it is a mess. And I learned that firsthand. Now, don't get me wrong. It was an amazing opportunity to learn and to dive into this incredible career as an on-air personality and to, you know, at 18, 19, go to the hottest parties, host the hottest shows and be on television and, you know, hang out with the biggest celebrities in the world. I thought I had hit the jackpot, but I quickly found out contractually, actually, after the year that they were obliged to put me on television, they didn't have to do it anymore. So here we are, Big name, continentally known, occasionally on the television, but honestly, truly, it was miserable. I had to fight to get 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of airtime, not only because I was far from the hub, the hub being South Africa at the time. I lived in Tanzania, so I would have to pay my own money to be in South Africa so I could be around the office, so I could be put in the productions, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't complain. I would do the job. And, you know, I quickly realized that you have to fend for what you want. You know, this is the world. Now, I don't need a pity party. That was my school for me. And I, I truly believe that I'm a graduate of the school of, you know, learned everything the hard way in the entertainment industry. Fast forward to a few years later, I start my on-air career on radio. and. I'm just a little older. Mind you, I never got the chance to go back home, really, to go back to my mother's house. I left after college and I never went back. I would visit her. She would see me occasionally. And every time she would see me, she was unhappy with my career choices. She didn't support it. You need to understand that my mom is a traditional African woman, a Christian not only that, she's a pastor. And to her and her faith, I was in a secular industry and I, you know, I was doing everything that was against what she believed. So as a mother, she supported the best way she knew how God bless her. I love her so much for everything that she did. The one thing that we didn't have enough of was a great 
line of communication. Now, mind you, at 18, 19, 20, 21, I think I know it all. I think I'm grown. I think I understand the world. I feel like nothing can go wrong, really. I feel invincible. I feel like everybody knows my name. So I must be doing something right. Now, honestly, I was. I was hosting the biggest red carpets on the continent, traveling from country to country, experiencing what most 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds would consider a great, great, great life. And yes, it was. But the truth is, I was completely lost and not present. The fun would last for the few minutes or hours that it would last, and after which I would go into a deep, deep, deep dark hole. And I was searching, searching for those moments at every chance I could get. Now, you need to understand that when you build a brand, and it looks so good from the outside, you have to keep it up, even at the expense of your own sanity. I slowly started to realize that I was going through serious anxiety. I would have several panic attacks at shows. I remember having one at an award show, at an MTV award show. And thank God for my girlfriend, Nomuzi, who's an incredible on-air personality herself and a rapper and a sister and a friend. She took me by the hand and she said, snap out of it. The situation was that, and I'm going to bring you into this world a little bit. When you're nominated for a major award and you get your fans to rally up and vote for you, you dream that it is as is because you feel like you deserve it, right? Everybody who's on the list deserves it, right? What had happened was, The seating arrangement was done so that the winner would be closest to the podium. As I approached my seat, the usher accidentally, maybe, I'm sure it was accidental, showed me the winner of my category. And I walked and ushered me to my seat, which was two rows behind the first row. Now, You can only imagine what it feels like as a young entertainer to walk into that space. Mind you, now this is fast forward to when I'm doing music. (laughs) So you can only imagine what it felt like for me having rallied up all my fans and worked tirelessly to, to, to get what I thought was what I needed. An award to show for all the hard work. Honestly, at a later point, I did win the award. Not that night, but, you know, later on in my career, whatever. And guess what? When I won it, I still felt like shit. It was great for the moment. It was great while it lasted. It felt amazing in that time. And I'm only giving you this example to give you an example of what it really, really is. And I'm giving the example of an award because maybe that's the easiest one that I can give. I need to explain to you that as a woman in the entertainment industry, in the music industry, the challenges are so, so, so many. And I don't want to say this as an inferior being. Absolutely not. I am a 
powerful, strong, smart, talented, blessed human being. And I don't take no for an answer. I walk in through that door, not calling myself female artist, but artist, period. But I do understand that the cards that women are dealt are very different in the industry. Very, very different from the cards that men are dealt. I've, for the most part, been an independent artist. I was signed to a label earlier on in my career that lasted three months. But then I developed my own label and I worked my way from win to win, from single to single song to song, release to release, tour to tour. We did that all by ourselves. Now you need to understand this is usually funded by major labels for the normal artists, for everything that you see, for everything that is in front of your screen. There is an incredible amount of money that is injected for it to get to where it is. Not be it television, be it radio, be it social media, whatever it may be. Now, mind you, as an independent, you have a budget that's set out for each and every single thing. And in my case, I was the label, I was the artist, I was the singer, songwriter, <laughs> dancer. Thank God for my glam squad because I would look a whole mess if it wasn't for the lovely Diana who said to me at a good stage in my life that you need to drop this tomboy act and get your hair right and your nails right and your face done. Thank God for her. She really did come in and, you know, do wonders for my brand. God bless the ladies in our fa- in our lives who do these extra things that they don't even know that they're doing that really make the difference. Anyway, I realized that One year down the line, two years down the line, three years down the line, four years down the line, it felt like a spin cycle and an endless rabbit hole. So say, for example, and I'm going to speak for artists on the continent of Africa, you get called for a gig and we're basically talking about hostings and shows. That's where you'll make your most money aside from endorsements. So I'll give you a small example of, for example, a show. So you're charging, I'll say $1,000 because I don't want y'all to count my money now. (laughs) So say, for example, (laughs) we charge $1,000 for a show. You set out for the show, right? So it's $1,000 for the booking. You have a team. The team consists of a manager, sometimes a road manager, dancers, in my case, I'll speak for myself, hair and makeup, styling. What else, girls? What else do we do? (laughs) No, but as an, so you have your manager, role manager, dancers, hair and makeup, styling. I haven't even factored in my lawyer, my accountant, so on and so forth. So mind you, there's taxes to be paid there too. And a thousand dollars, I have to pay this whole team. Mind you, this is the same amount of money that I need to go buy my day-to-day activities. This is the same money that I need to pay everybody on my team to keep the the machine running. This is the same money that I need to pay for my rent. This is the same money that I will need to invest in myself. Because trust me, like any business, you have to continuously invest in yourself. Mind you, this is my dream, so I have no issues with it whatsoever. I'm happy to do this and I'm doing it with a whole heart and it's It's nothing, but I need to give you perspective so you can really truly understand that at some point, if money is 
the issue, if you have to worry about the next paycheck, if you have to worry about the phone ringing, and thank God I've never had to worry about that. But if you do, you lose your focus on what is most important, which is the art and the creation of art. I love music. Music is so beautiful to me. Music is so fulfilling to me. To make it feels like I can't even explain. It feels like I am an instrument. It feels like God is using me to bring out these positive, beautiful vibrations into the world. And I'm not trying to be philosophical about it. It really is that because God knows that these pieces and of art couldn't have been conceived by my own self. It has to come from a place that is more divine. That's why it's able to reach you and, uh, and touch you and move you the way it does. Now, music will never leave me and I will never leave music. And I love music. And I'll probably be on a stage at 80 years old, <laughs> enjoying the hell out of being a vessel, because that's what I am. But I'll honestly tell you, I have no desire to do anything that is music industry related. I have no desire to go to another award show. I have no desire to keep up a facade. I have no desire to be a pseudo person, which I truly became. And I could not recognize myself anymore. I had the perfect coating, but inside I was dying. I became a robot and I have no desire to be a robot anymore. I have no desire to not breathe anymore. I have no desire to not be happy anymore because that's what I was. I was unhappy. I had moments of, oh, we're enjoying this. I had moments of, this is fun. I had moments of, this is a beautiful day. But more than ever, I had moments of anxiety. I had moments of depression. I had moments of, I don't know what to do next because uh, this pressure is unnatural for a human being. And what comes after that? <laughs> this may come as a shock to many because I hit it so well. But I was depressed, an alcoholic. I became a person of horrible choices and I couldn't recognize myself anymore because I woke up every day trying to just get by and I don't want to just get by anymore. I refuse to do it. And I don't want to seem like I complain about 
the blessings in my life because I do not. I'm well aware that I'm highly favored and truly blessed and you could never have noticed it unless I told you. But this is my truth. And this is me letting you into this space because I don't want to live a candy-coated life anymore. And I will not do it. And the beauty and the blessing in this story is that I could have had a different ending, but my ending or my beginning (laughs) is in love. Love saved my life. Love made me whole. God saved my life. God is love. God brought me an earth angel who said things that I could not have heard from anyone else but my earth angel. You need to understand that throughout the year 2019, I drank myself to sleep every night. I am not proud of it, but it is my truth. And I know that there are people who need to hear this. I was lying to people around me to cover up and to keep the facade alive. But how dare I, Vanessa Mde, the V money complaint for one second? You're blessed. You have a beautiful life. You are perfect. How dare I complain? That's what I felt. And I'm not complaining. If I did not choose my life, choose my soul, I don't know that I would be here in a few years to come. I don't know that. I don't know that. So God saved my life and love saved my life. Ro is my earth angel. He is a vessel from God and he is literally breathed life into me and I thank him for his presence every day. The beautiful thing about love is that it happens when you least expect it to. And this is not a sad story. This is a beautiful story. This is a happy story. This is a story of survival. This is a story of a new beginning. This is a story of the closing of one chapter and the embracing of a new one. This is a story of against all odds, finding your truth. This is a story of how, when you least expect it, you can find love, the type of love that will make you see yourself for who you really are and love yourself wholly. I couldn't tell you that my way is the right way or is the only way, but I know that if you are true to yourself, you will find relief. I created this podcast for moments like these, for moments where I could shed my skin, my scales, <laughs> in the water, quite fitting, in this dive. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I know that my mission is to be a light. I know that I'll, I'll probably disappoint a few people and that's okay. I know that my fans don't want to hear this, but guess what? I'm never going to be too far away from you. Trust me. The reason why I had to leave the industry was because I needed to choose my life. 
The music industry is demonic. People will tell you half-truths about what really goes on. And the truth is, I just want to be an advocate for honesty and beauty and being a sincere, sincere advocate for what facing your demons can do for you. Now, my fans are probably asking themselves right now, are you never going to sing again? Are we never going to hear music from you again? Are we never going to see you perform? Let me reiterate, I love music. I love to create. I love to perform. I am a vessel. This is who I was brought on this earth to be. But maybe I was a vessel to be here right now, in this moment. To have gone through everything that I've gone through so I can tell you most honestly the truth about things that you'll never hear anywhere else. My advice to anyone out there is that be true to who you are. I used to say this in so many interviews and not really understand any of it. Because again, it sounded like the right thing to say. (laughs) But be true to who you are. I had to look at myself, face myself, and it was painful. It was shameful. It was scary. But I had to do it because there was no other way. And so in that I found peace. In that I found elevation. In that I found a newfound desire and passion for life. Trust me, I used to wake up every morning really questioning, what the hell is this about? Why are we doing this again? And you know, a lot of people say to me, but you're in America now. My, oh, I didn't bring you up to speed. I live in Atlanta now. <laughs> They're like, but you're in America now. That is the Mecca of music. You have the perfect opportunity. I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is a note to all my African stars and artists out there. Don't chase the American dream. There are too many Selena Gomez's out here who have not yet even been conceived. And there's only just a few chances or spaces or opportunities not to kill your dream, but be great where you are. That's the only way to do it. They'll come to you. It will come to you organically. Nobody really is giving chances to Africans like that. It's when you shine in your space that the chances will come to you. You will kill yourself chasing the American dream. And that's truth. So, welcome to season two. (laughs) We're deep diving and I'm so happy I have this platform to speak on life and speak on truth. And speak on love. You have to understand a big theme of this season is love. Because love is everything that I feel right now. You need to understand that love saved my life. You need to understand that love is everything I live for right now. You need to understand that Ro has been the guiding and shining light at the end and at the beginning of these two intersections, and together we are invincible. (laughs) He's going to chuckle when he hears that. But 
I'm recording this in our basement in a beautiful house that he has blessed me with too in Atlanta. Sometimes I ask myself what I did right. And the answer is for everything that I did right, I got blessed with a second chance at life through love. So I want to thank him. I dedicate a lot of this season to him. And to you, to you who's still listening, to you who's still hopeful, to you who's smiling through your pain every day, wondering if anyone can see that you're not happy. I was that person. Don't feel alone. Don't feel hopeless. Don't feel worthless. Don't feel like it's the end of the road. Because guess what? The beauty of this life is that you can always start again. So here's to new beginnings. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And we're going to have an incredible season. I cannot wait to dive with you. Peace and love. Did you love it? Please subscribe and write a review or tell your friend about the show. Find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Vanessa Day. Thank you to my producer, Amanda Rosenberg, and the team at Jam Street Media. We're having such an amazing time and look forward to coming back next week. From Jam Street Media.